Please sit down and be humble. How are you doing today? I'm okay. It could be better. I got a little bit of a headache. <laughs> just, so just a normal day in the life. So, just Britt, I want to. <laughs> right. So, Britt, I want to talk to you today about because this has been on my mind before. Kind of how, especially in your case, because I know you worked a lot in school. How did mm-hmm. you specifically deal being in being a, working part time, if not full time? I know you did that at one point. Being in school mm-hmm. and also still trying to maintain healthy relationships. It was hard. Yes. One, two, my social life basically non-existent in the first few years of of, of schooling, um, because I was full time, um, I was a full time student and a full time employee at a retail store, and so I did that for three years while I went to a community college, and then when I transferred to university. I decided not to work because I wanted to be able to actually meet people and try to like make friends. Um, And then um, after that, I started working more part-time and that was much easier to maintain relationships that way. Like working while going to school was probably one of the hardest things I've ever had to do when it comes to time management. It's made me a better worker now, but at the time, it was a shit show. Honestly, it was a shit show. <laughs> what what made it the biggest shit show? Was it the fact that you felt like isolated and you never had time, or was it just the fact that you always felt tired? Which what was the biggest contributor to the overall it, it, shit show? It was both of those things. Um, you always feel tired because because you're working. You have to create the earliest schedule you could possibly create for school, you know? So you had to take those 8 a.m. classes. Um, I knew people who were taking 7 a.m.s and I was like, I don't hate myself that much. No, thank you. (laughs) Um, Can you imagine a 7 a.m. class? I I think I was in an 8 a.m. class the earliest. I can't imagine a 7 a.m. class, especially if you have to commute there and you're not just walking. Exactly. Um, but I knew somebody who took public transit and was taking a 7 a.m. class because they were like, yeah, exactly. That face you're making, exactly how I was making my face. (laughs) Yeah, so they would have to wake up like 4, 5 a.m. I have no idea how early they had to wake up. It was right after I was done with uh, high school, so we were 18 at the time and their mm-hmm. mentality was, Oh, well, if I can get up early for seven twenty, uh, high school, I can get up early for 7am college class, but the commute to get to a community college through public transit is a lot different than just hop on your one school bus, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> unless you live super close by to that school and it only takes you one bus or one train to get there it was going to take you a lot longer than, you know, a public school provided way to get to your place. But um, anyway, it was both that. I was being really tired. And um, your other point was, what was your other point? Really tired or just feeling like you not didn't have enough time. Yeah, didn't have enough time for anything. Um, because you have those 
my schedule was usually um, set up by 8 a.m. was my first class. Then I was done by 1, 2 o'clock. And then I would have an hour to get to my job. And it would take at least 40 minutes to get there by, by bus. Because um, I had to take two different buses. And that's if it was running on time and running smoothly. So um, I would start work between 3 and 4 o'clock and then leave there at midnight. And then after midnight, I would go home, do what homework I could do before completely passing out because of my day and then waking up and doing it all over again. Sometimes the days were a little easier because, you know, when you're in college, you can construct your schedule where you have only three classes Monday through Friday and maybe two classes Tuesday and Thursday. But while I was in community college, I had class every day. It was never, I was never one of those lucky people who only had classes two or three times a week. I always had class every single day of the week until my last year of college, I think. Yeah, because even back in community college, you were still a bio major, correct? Yeah, I was still a bio major. Yeah. I was still our on sched- the pre-med track. Yeah, our schedules are never, our schedules for biology are never good. They're always, no. the labs, everything always gets scrambled and you end up just having mm-hmm. class four, if not five times a week. Mm-hmm. Um, I definitely remember having to deal with that. And I, and my heart goes out to you for those years you were in school because I work too, but not to the extent that you work. I mostly just work weekends, which was mm-hmm. a drawback for me just because, you know, you get done the week of school and you're thinking to yourself, oh, I have this weekend to relax. And then the next mm-hmm. day I would have to get up and go to work. Which, but once again, I wasn't, I was just working part-time. <laughs> you were about that life. <laughs> I was definitely not, <laughs> you know, but for me, um, especially when I moved on, Oh, no, continue. I'm sorry. I was just going to say, especially for me, the biggest thing, though, was, and it wasn't really a big deal in college. It became a bigger deal in professional school when I mm-hmm. moved on to um, to go to pharmacy school. I did find it was a problem because, as you know, I commute an hour down to pharmacy school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so what I found was that I would take an hour to get there. I would be there most of the day, come home. So I would usually leave at around 7 or 8 a.m., depending on the day, if I had 8 a.m. or 9 a.m. classes, and depending mm-hmm. on the traffic. And I would get home around like 5 or 6. And, mm-hmm. you know, most of the time I would still try to work out in the mornings to take care of myself. So I'm really running out of five or six hours of sleep, maybe sometimes four. I try not to do four because four four is was my breaking point. Like four is my limit. If I get four hours of sleep, I'm not making it through the day. <laughs> I'm not making it through the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so I really try my best to, to at least have five hours. But it was it was taxing. And you know, you know from being tired all the time. The biggest thing you notice when you're tired is your ability to get agitated. It turns up Very. so quickly. Yeah, you, know, you have to remind yourself that there is real, no reason for you to pop off on somebody because mm-hmm. they didn't really do anything. You're just mm-hmm. tired and you're upset. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, the other person just becomes a vessel for you to uh, project your anger, your frustration, your tiredness mm-hmm. on. And mm-hmm. you want to try, to try to avoid to do that. Because mm-hmm. what I find is that a lot of times 
I would end up looking like a dummy because here I am popping off on somebody who didn't even deserve it, you know, and just mm-hmm. also just certain things you notice yourself overindulging in because you're so stressed out and so tired. Mm-hmm. And it's really difficult to try to be healthy and keep up a healthy relationship with your people around you if they're not supportive and understanding of what you're going through at the same time. Because some people will make it seem that what you feel or your struggles are not a big deal. I remember mm-hmm. the other day we were talking, I was telling you, you know, I was feeling pretty, I was tired, but you know, I've been more tired. And you had to remind mm-hmm. me, um, what did you say? You you reminded me that it's okay to admit I was tired. Do you remember what you said that day? I don't remember my exact words, but I remember the conversation and you were saying, oh yeah, well, you know, it's been worse, but yes, you might have been, you might have like a time where you've been in a worse situation, but you shouldn't discredit or devalue what you're feeling right now because you've had worse. Like that shouldn't be your measure of, oh, I'm okay because I've been through worse. If you're going through a hard time, then you're going through a hard time. Like you don't have to compare yourself to your previous hard times. Yeah. Like yeah, that's, that's gonna like I I don't know that would be so taxing on your mental health for me. Like if I was going through a rough time and be like, oh well, you know, I've had worse things that happened to me in my life. That doesn't mean that what's going on with you right now is okay or that it shouldn't be talked about or Mm -hmm. you shouldn't you know be feeling whatever you're feeling so yeah yeah, and i get that and it's but you know it's difficult when you're raised in the household and with the mentality i was raised with where Mm. it's kind of and it's and it's bad because i find that now that I'm in this position, I'm in this professional school, I see mm-hmm. other people like me and I realize there's a certain type of personality that mm-hmm. makes it to this to like this level. There is a certain type of personality that makes it to this level. And those personalities are not always constructive for their own health. Uh, I remember a classmate telling me, no one, <laughs> no one cares, work harder. And... Yikes. It was a, it was a quote. It was a quote, but he has a point because that's what I grew up pretty much with the mentality of. It was never said mm-hmm. in that fashion, but my dad mm-hmm. worked hard. My dad worked all the time, and so mm-hmm. I also grew up working hard. Now, seeing my dad burn himself out, I know better and when to pull myself back because nothing mm-hmm. is worth being that exhausted. But yeah. I still do carry that mentality with me. Mm-hmm. And sometimes when I talk to you, it helps me catch myself from falling back into that trap because I have a tendency to slide around and kind of trick myself into thinking you're just complaining over nothing. You know, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. kind of that horrible American mentality that we have that you need to work until you're, t- until you're, you're dead crippled. in the ground. Oh, yeah, you're crippled whole- to the phone. Or, or that saying, oh, you know, I'll sleep when I'm dead. No, I want to <laughs> sleep now. <laughs> what is sleep going to do for me if I'm dead? I can't enjoy it then because I'll exactly. be dead. <laughs> and But it's just kind of working through that mentality and these very harmful mentalities that we have as a 
culture as a community to work yeah, so hard. For sure. Like I, I was talking, I was I was thinking about this when I was talking to some of my older friends. They're not really that much older than me. I think they're one's in his mid forties, one in one is in his late thirties, but um I guess I guess if it's more than that's ten that's pretty years. older. That's pretty pr- pretty old. <laughs> my oldest friend is like 70 something so you know what i mean they're not really old they're just kind of they're just a little bit you know they're just a year or two they're, ahead of you you feel me that's not a year or two ahead of you that's it like basically is like if you years your senior that's no i'm that's, telling you if you do the math the grandfather you carry you know? the one the five by two <laughs> it's really there it's really Dude, there. This must be some, some, some of that new math that they were talking about in The Incredibles, too, because I, <laughs> I don't know what this new math is. No, it's there. It's there. It's definitely there. But when yeah. I talk to them, you know, a lot of them, especially the ones with children, I notice mm-hmm. that they do work, but they try to spend as much time with their children as possible at the same time. And if you think about it, if you're working... 40 hours a week, especially if none of those hours can be remote. And I think that's the one good thing about Corona, COVID-19, is that it is forcing some companies to change to remote. Because one of my fears, thinking about becoming a parent one day, is if I'm in an office somewhere that takes me an hour to drive there, an hour to come back, and I'm working 40 hours a week, how many hours do I actually get to spend with my kid there on the weekday? Like three? from six to nine, or probably really for me, six to eight, because <laughs> by nine o'clock, I'm like, you know, I'm leaning, <laughs> you know? and Your kid's probably leaning by eight o'clock too. Yeah, we both, we both lead it, bro. Like we rap it, you know? And so- We both me... have a bedtime of 8.30. <laughs> exactly. So, and it makes me think about that time that you're just missing away from your kid or the time you're missing away from your- significant other or whatever that you could be spending time with because we have this mentality that working five days a week for 40 hours is something that's healthy. In fact, if right now it looks like before we went into Corona, mm-hmm. it looked like we were pushing to working even more, you know, cause as you know, a lot of jobs have overtime. That's not quote unquote mandatory, but it's mandatory, you know? Yes, um, and we're not, and we're not even going to, yeah, we're not even going to get, get into that. We're not That's even going to get into that. Or the conversation about how tipping culture in America and how we have to pay uh, and how we have to tip waiters because we can't just pay them a regular wage. Or we can't really tip. How is it that like 30 or 30, 40 years ago, you could be a milkman and send your, college, your kids to college. But now if you work two jobs, you can't even pay for your kid to go to college. Does that make sense? This is right. fucked. This system is right. You could use. You used to be able to be a milkman. We have come to a system where you are working yourself to the bone to barely mm-hmm. be able to feed your kids, let alone be able to actually progress them to somewhere where they can, where they can realistically be able to take care of their own kids. You know, mm-hmm. and that is mm-hmm. a very weird place to be in right now. You know. Um, mm-hmm. It's something that I often think about, um, especially when you think about work, home, and being a student balance, because essentially you're doing all this to try to guarantee yourself a better future for you, yourself, and your kids, and it's kind of fucked. Mm-hmm. 
if you're sitting here doing all this and then the cycle just repeat uh perpetuates itself. itself yeah 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 this is if the cycle just repeats itself mm-hmm. you still have your kid doing the same thing and some people are fans of that as though if i struggle my kid should struggle too which doesn't make sense to me oh my like, god I've never heard I don't that, mentality. that mentality yeah i don't understand it um it's, man, it's I got stabbed I, in the I, face I, once. I get <laughs> <laughs> to be able to take too. it. You yeah. stabbed too. It's okay. But um, I man up. I've 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 grown up hearing that you know like oh mm. I've done X Y and Z while I was your age you should be able to do X Y and Z too, but everything is not for. And what my whole working full time while being a student full time I would never wish that for anybody because at the end of the day some aspects obviously have to suffer you know like my grades weren't as good as they could have been you know Mm -hmm. the relationships that I formed might could have become stronger than quicker quicker you know like yes the people that were in my life then are still in my life now and our relationships have gotten better and um due to you know a lot of work and not just work on the relationship, but working on myself and the way that I communicate with others. Like that's something mm-hmm. that I didn't think about. And that wasn't something that I really put effort into um, because my main focus was, oh, I need to be able to work to pay for school. And if I don't work, then I can't pay for school. And if I can't pay for school, then I won't get a better job. And you know what I mean? Like my focus was really on those two things when at the end of the day, I really also should have put as much effort into my support system because the people that are going to be there for you when you're having those shitty days where you might have failed a test, you know, might have gotten yelled at at work, who are you going to go talk to about those things, you know? Um, Yeah, 100%. Because having a support system, like we were even talking about previously, especially when you're in a place where you are, where you have, where you're working, you're at home, and you're going through difficult school times, that support system mm-hmm. is what you're going to fall back on. And if it's mm-hmm. not there, you're going to find yourself falling. I just have a friend who went to med school, and I randomly just texted him because I know how he is, and I wanted to make sure he was doing well, as considering we're very isolated right now. But for him to focus, he needs to be able to have a space where he can study. And he mm-hmm. was telling me... Um, and, you know, he was doing okay, but as okay as what a person who's isolated can do. But he really appreciated mm-hmm. me just reaching out and checking up on him. And that's mm-hmm. the other thing people don't understand. Like, relationships are work, you know? Yeah, they are. Mm-hmm. I think people get caught up into, even if your relationship is perfect, it's still going to be work. There's no such thing as perfect. There's, and there's no such thing as perfect. I, I think people get caught up in those love songs that, that are like, I still feel the same fire as you for you as the for day we first met. But I'm going to be real with you. Even if you have those moments where you feel those fire, where that fire is still and you have that fire, that's great. But you are not going to like anybody 100% of the time. I have yet to meet a person <laughs> I like 100% of the time. Ditto. <laughs> <laughs> I have yet to be the person like 100% of the time and so I think even the way in our culture where it comes to movies tv shows social media we show relationships we only saw the very pretty aspects of it you know Mm. when relationships 
and we're going to discuss this more in another podcast, but relationships are a lot of work, you know, Mm -hmm. it takes you being able to communicate. It takes you being able to be upset with a person, angry with a person. And the other fact is that not everybody is going to be someone that you're going to work, want in your support system, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, some people you're going to think are cool or good or like helpful for you. Sometimes they're not going to be the people that stick around and that's Mm -hmm. okay. You know, Mm -hmm. Because trying to make people stay in your support system is trying to make pe- your relationship forced to be worse. Mm-hmm. I think we can both say that makes it worse. Uh, as a person who has been in a long-term relationship since for most of their college, undergrad and professional school time, is that something that you struggle to deal with or maintain because you also do work, yes, you work weekends, but just like you said earlier, that's like your quote unquote free time. That's when you're not at school because you do go to school five days a week, most semesters. Every um, semester. <laughs> I have yet yeah. to have a day off. <laughs> so, you know, like you I... work most weekends too, you know, mm-hmm. you have a very strong family connection and a fam- you have strong family relationships. How do you balance all of those things? honestly I feel like I'm not the perfect person to ask because part of it is me me understanding that I'm going to fuck up (laughs) but my thing is that as long as I am doing well enough in school I'm willing to give up some of it so okay maybe my GPA won't be a 3.5 maybe it'll be like a 2.75 3.0 but if that means I can trade some of those GPA points for spending more time with people I'm willing to do that because mm-hmm. those it's about what matters to you you know and my mm-hmm. relationships at the end of the day matter more to me as long as as long as I get the thing I am striving for that's fine I can take mm-hmm. my time about it in in a mm-hmm. reasonable fashion of course but mm-hmm. I'm willing to trade off because that's what a lot of that stuff boils down to it's a trade-off you know mm-hmm. you deciding you can go to this event and not this event you're going to spend your time here but not here and sometimes mm-hmm. I'll pick and one week I'll spend maybe some time with my family. Maybe sometimes I'll do something with my girlfriend. Maybe sometimes I should say significant other <laughs> power to the people. Anyway, <laughs> I spend time with my significant other or, mm-hmm. you know, I'll spend time with my significant other's family, but mm-hmm. I can't do all of those things all the time. I have to pick and choose and kind of set up a schedule. And as you know, I have calendars, especially when I'm in school, I have a bunch of calendars and there are current mm-hmm. always events on the calendar. So I don't forget anything happening. I can't forget mm-hmm. anything happening. And I always mm-hmm. make time to at least have gaps to make sure I can always get some sleep if I need it or uh, if you need it. <laughs> I mean, I always need it's it. A side, it's a side necessity. <laughs> <laughs> Sleep, sleep is weakness at this point. Like sleep is weakness to me. If I needed to sleep, I was always a bad kid, so I sleep in lecture. I don't buy. I'll, I'll leave lecture. And sleep. I mean, I don't encourage anyone to do that, but I I would sleep in lecture, and because uh, I was just tired. I've always been tired while in school, um, mm-hmm. and it makes me think about it. It just at the end of the day, it's about trade off and being able to pick and choose when you do things and how you do things. Cause you can't always be a part of everything, but there are certain things you can do within reason, you know? Um, mm-hmm. I think well, from my college to now, I was single for maybe like three months, if that's, I'm trying to remember. I had like, I had 
I had a girlfriend in high school, which I dated in college, I think, until like going into my second year. And then I met my current significant other my second year. And I've been dating her since. So I think I was single for maybe two, three months. So I, I mean, and that, so I haven't really been single really for more than three months since I was, what, 16, 15, 16, which is even more I interesting. <laughs> I mean, you gotta down. tell me. <laughs> no, at this point, that's what I was. I, I don't I really know. know. I haven't known you. I didn't know teenage know me. you. But you knew me. You've known me for a while now. I've known. Yes, I've known you for a while now. But I don't know all of your. your oh, my past. history. You don't know my all story. You don't know my don't story. Know <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm doing, people. If you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Oh my god, that makes me think of that Gucci Mane. <laughs> Uh, meme. Gucci? Yes, remember Big Gucci Mane. He had like there was a picture of him when he was overweight. He wasn't even like that overweight, and I was just like, they did this man dirty. <laughs> Gucci Mane, Big Guwop is an inspiration for us all. Let us strive to be more like Big Guwop. Let the congregation rest. Um, <laughs> the defense rests. <laughs> Everybody rests. <laughs> He's an idol, really. He's 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 the Shakespeare of our generation. Big Guwap. I am not joking when I say any of that, by the way. I hope everyone knows I'm being a thousand percent serious. Um, but also um, I don't I can't have an opinion. I don't I don't really know him like that. Yeah. But also going back, so at the end of the day, I think school is ghetto. I think school is ghetto and it's not a necessity. If you, there's always trade school and other options. If you don't want to go to school, school doesn't have to be for everyone. I think one of the crimes in public education is some of the schools, depending on what county or district, or I'm not sure how different places cut up the schools, but they don't really focus on the fact that trade school exists. And you can learn a variety mm -hmm. of trades and make good money. Electrician, yeah, plumber, really those can. are just the big favorite ones. But there's a number of trades that you can learn within a couple of years and make money while you learn them if you're someone who's just better with their hands and who doesn't want to go to college. And that's perfectly fine. Mm -hmm. You can feed a family and send your kid to college being a plumber. But I often feel like our education system isn't meant to really prepare people you know, for the real life. Oh, at all. It's yeah. not. You know, you, you don't learn about how important it is to establish credit for yourself. Mm -hmm. I didn't get my first credit card until I was 21. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and at that age is when you're kind of in the market to, like, try to rent something if you're trying to live off campus or trying to buy a car or anything, you know, trying to get a loan. If you haven't established credit, after, you know, if you have no established credit, nobody's going to give you anything. You know, nobody teaches you about taxes. Nobody teaches you about how to fill out new employment forms, my, you know? My guy, they don't even teach you how to fill out the FAFSA. <laughs> no, they don't teach you how to fill out the FAFSA. Like, there are so many things that need to be implemented in the school system. But that's 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 like a different conversation because we're talking about even, college you know but it, it's about school still it is about the fact that the system itself is not putting us in a position where we feel prepared to handle life and i think the worst part about 
the culture when it comes to this is that not only are you not prepared for life, but then you're thrown to the dogs. And if you don't have a game plan, you're treated like crap, you know? Most if you finish high school and people ask you what do you want, what you're gonna do, and you don't have an answer, you're treated like you know mm-hmm. the black sheep. When in reality, they haven't prepared you to have an answer. They've only prepared you to get from first grade to second grade, third grade to fourth grade to fifth grade to sixth grade. And if you're a POC, it's even worse for you, bro, because you probably don't really know the history of your people and how they've been systematically holding your people down. But you know, that's mm-hmm. a different topic for a different day. You know. Yeah. It because uh, especially because a lot of people think that um, black people specifically are in a position they are because of their own quote unquote decisions. And they don't know about things like redlining or the mm-hmm. Tuskegee experiments like we talked about or a whole host mm-hmm. of other things that move mm-hmm. bombings, um, the massacre in Tulsa, um, mm-hmm. just a number of things that they, don't, they aren't really aware of and they're not aware of their environment in relation to that. I didn't know about these things until I was well into my 20s yeah you know not even well into my 20s i can say like up until six months ago it's insane how much do we look that's been the one good thing about all these riots and everything in addition to just weight raising awareness it's given us the ability to have information shared because a bunch of stuff i didn't know i just started learning i had i never learned about redlining I was in I was in advanced placement classes for history since I was a freshman, and I've never heard about redlining. But I learned about mm-hmm. FDR's New Deal, and during FDR's New Deal is when redlining happened. So mm-hmm. it would just seem convenient that the education system just skipped over that part of the FDR's New Deal <laughs> when that was happening concurrently. Um, mm-hmm. But that's all to say that it's not easy because. School makes it seem like college is your only option when it's really not, you know. That's and then if, if you do decide college is for you and you end up having to work as so many, um, so many people have to, you you have to understand that what are you trying to get out of your experience? Because if mm-hmm. if you don't, if you're trying to only minimize your debt, you're going to have to sacrifice a lot of your social interactions. You know, your social life yeah. is just going to suffer. If you decide you want to have the full college experience and you're going to end up with a good amount of debt unless you are able to get a lot of scholarships. And to be quite frank with you, I went to school with a bunch of people, but I don't really know that many people who had that much money worth of scholarships, do you? Um, Not at the school that we went to, no. I don't really know many people with scholarships that were like paying their entire way. Um. But you're right. The year that I took off for mm-hmm. um, from work was because I wanted to have the full college experience. I decided to live on campus, mm-hmm. the whole nine yards. And um, I ended up struggling financially. So, you know, something's got to give. Exactly. Something's always got to give. Because <laughs> yeah. that's what I found because I had a friend who he was working and he was in school and his home life is because and he was living on campus, but his home life was always kind of turbulent. And mm-hmm. usually he could deal with his home life and work fine when he was in high school or school fine because he was only dealing with two of those things. You throw that mm-hmm. third thing in the mix, and it got ugly quickly. Mm-hmm. But, you know, yeah. things are better now for that person. That's good. 
I mean, when it came to like my home life while I was in community college and working full time, my relationships with my brothers and my mom weren't as strong as they used to be, you know, like we didn't spend quality time together. And for me, like that's the way that I feel close to people. That's Mm -hmm. my love language. Mm -hmm. I am a a quality time person. Mm -hmm. And so um, I started feeling really disconnected from them. Um, and it takes time to reestablish those relationships. You know, it takes time to, cause you forget how to talk to people. Yeah. Even people that you've known your whole life, you forget exactly how to, how to maneuver conversation with them. Cause you know, every conversation you have with a different person is going to look and sound different. Yeah. And so, um, that was something that I did really struggle with. And the social life with friends, I had people in classes that I spoke to, but I'd never really spent too much time outside of school with anybody, mm-hmm. except maybe like once or twice a month. And that was if, fingers crossed, two or three of our schedules ended up commingling, you know, mm-hmm. and we could get one day together. But um, I totally get that. Yeah. And you know, now that we're talking about especially like home life, I, I remember mm-hmm. my first year of college was actually my worst year of college because I was commuting from home and mm-hmm. I was overextending myself at home because when I'm at my household, I'm known as the getter dunner. You need, you know, something needs to get done. Yeah. I'm the guy, you know, Ask I'm the him. one. Yeah. yeah. He's the one who's going to make sure stuff gets done. And so mm-hmm. I was trying to help take care of my siblings. I was dry, commuting to college. And I mm-hmm. was just falling apart. <laughs> I was just falling mm-hmm. apart. It was so bad. My mother had to force me to go live on campus. And quite frankly, it's one of the best things that she's ever forced me to do. Because if it wasn't for that, I probably would have. Um, I pro- I don't know how long I would have been in school for. I don't know how I would have gone through. Because mm-hmm. it's just my nature for me to want to overextend myself. Because like I said, I get the same. <laughs> Because I said it before, I get the same nature from my dad, who mm. what who is kind of who is a workaholic, and as mm. the, even though I'm not as bad, I still slip into the same tendencies because that's my father and that's mm. the behavior I grew up watching. And when mm. you have a behavior you grow up watching, you're going to end up um, emulating it, regardless mm. of if you're conscious of it or not. And you have to be careful <laughs> when it comes to that type of thing, um, you know that you're mm-hmm. that you watch out and try not to do it but for me i have a bad tendency of falling into that trap of <laughs> overstretching myself and working myself a bit harder than i should i always have to remind myself not to i remember i was in school actually and this brings up another topic and i have classmates who were just like who when they were asked how did they cope and how did they do better in school and deal with the schedule that we had they just said to me they just learned they said to the person in our school who was interviewing us they just learned to get up earlier and stay up later so basically like i said sleep is for the week (laughs) (laughs) that that was essentially their answer sleep is for the week yeah i they verbally admitted to just taking essentially less care of themselves because that's what we have to do to keep up and it shows because they are substantially better than me at, at school. Like it shows because they but spend more time with it. I don't. I yes, choose to you're spending more back. time with it, 
but at the end of the day, like, is your mental health and you, your well-being as a person, is all that sacrifice worth it? Like, I couldn't imagine putting, because, like, if I'm a wreck, if, like, my mental health is a wreck and me as a person is a wreck, nothing around me is getting done. I don't care how like how important something is yes I'll do my best to get it done but it would never be as good as if I was in a solid state of mind yeah you know no, and I, if I had gotten that full night of sleep and I 100% agree with you I think that happens to them too but as I had said previously it's a certain personality type yeah it's a certain personality type you know that seems to attract certain professions um mm. it's um that's what i've noticed and it seems that that type of person <laughs> is willing to work themselves to the damn near the brink to the of bone. death yeah to the bone to bring a death the american dream work yourself to the death so you can barely afford to send your kids to school and pay off your debt have you ever been because while i was working i ended up working full-time again but luckily I was only part-time student then so I didn't have class every day but I did work five days a week um and I would complain you know as people do to people at my workplace about you know some exam coming up or some project or whatever and how I might not have gotten that the, as much sleep as I would have liked the night before and a constant thing that was always said to me while I was at the hospital um, was, oh, you're young, you'll be fine. And it's just like, I don't care how young I am. At the end of the day, I am still a person and a person needs sleep. And so do you, do you ever have people say that like, oh, well, you're young, you'll bounce back. Like, oh, you'll be fine because, you know, you're only in your 20s. Oh, I couldn't do that now because I'm in my 50s. It's yeah. just like, <laughs> that whole expression. Like, okay. <laughs> that whole expression, I'm not a young spring chicken. You ever heard that? I'm not a young yes. spring chicken anymore. Yeah. yeah I could say the same thing. My knees hurt when I wake up in the morning. I am not a spring chicken either. <laughs> you know, I, I'm pretty tall, so my knees hurt after I was like 15. So it'd be like. You know, it's it's not even a thing for me because after 15, my knees my knees were not what they were. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. I'm just you're stupid tall. Just because of my sense. height, I'm not even stupid tall. My brother and my siblings are taller than me. I'm not stupid tall. She's lying. It was all lies. I love that meme. It's not, it's not. <laughs> I'm sorry. Do you have anything else you want to talk say about the subject? Final thoughts. Um, if you want to try the work homeschool life balance thing um it's not for everybody and it's not something that's recommended for anyone because of how stress inducing it is but if you want to try it because you feel like you can handle it by all means try it and see how it works for you my twin brother he tries to work um and go to school his work schedule is a little different than most he would work overnight and then try to go to school in the morning and that kind of schedule really started putting a damper on him um to the point where he decided that 
it wasn't just the job that he didn't like. He didn't really like working for the company either. So he decided to leave that and focus on school, and he's been doing much better. Um, it's only been a summer semester, but um, and he was still doing very well in school then too, but his his mental health started taking a toll, and then you know he started being a lot more tired than he should be, you know. Um, so um, everybody try, try, try do what you think is best for you, but if you feel like you're struggling. Um, really reevaluate what you're doing in your life and see and prioritize what's most important to you. That's my advice. And I think the biggest thing is to don't feel like you're forced to do anything. Don't feel like you have to work yeah. while you're in school. Don't feel like you have to go to school. There mm -hmm. are other paths. And if you want to work and make money and still gain some type of professional acknowledgement, mm -hmm. like I said, trade school is always a good option you can work as an electrician mm -hmm. and get some money you can work as a apprentice plumber and get some money and still get some type of certification out of it so don't mm -hmm. feel like you are in a position where you have to do something yeah you always have options there's always an option um, it's just a matter of how you're how you choose to go about it and yeah. your choices become your choices well, your choices aren't your choices alone. It's also an influence of your environment, but that's a different conversation. Anyway. There was something stuff. else that there, there was something <laughs> else that we didn't actually talk about right. was the mindset that people have to finish college within that four year time frame, which is not true at all. I didn't finish college for I it took me six years. You know? Well, I, I barely finished college in four years. <laughs> it, took, it, it took me six years. And um, I had this professor who asked me one day, like, what my career goals were. And at the time, I was still struggling to figure out what they were. And I was telling her how I really just wanted to finish school and move on to the next thing. And she was just like, Brittany, why are you so like gung-ho on moving on to the next thing and I was just like well you know I'm so and so age and she was just like okay well I didn't finish my undergrad till I was 32 and here she's PhD you know she's teaching university and I'm just like wow I would have never guessed that and like I said in the last episode you know things will come to you when it's your time and so if you ever feel like you need to slow something down like school I am a big believer of, you know, managing what you can manage and don't ever overextend yourself. Um, so that's something that I, I, I would like to add. Thank you for listening to Humble Podcast. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast Humble. Uh, share your thoughts, reactions, and experiences. We love hearing from you guys. Uh, we'll discuss some of the good ones that we see or the bad ones depending on how horrendous they are. You can also email us at humblepodcast at protonmail.com. Any way you want to communicate with us, we'd love to hear from everyone. Is that it, Brent? Yep. We would love to hear from all of you. Okay, great. Um, did you stop it? I'm stopping it now. Stop. <laughs>